the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. We're riding the airwaves and the internet waves into your ears and your eyes. And uh, Ken and I are doing a show here, buddies and budettes. <laughs> buddies and budettes? Why, sure. Why not? Why not? At any rate, it should be so dudes, dudes and dudettes. Dudes and dudettes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, guys and dolls, remember that? I love uh, that show. Yeah. Of course, if you say that now, then you're going to get smacked. <laughs> I love the music. Things. How's that? Yeah. And the music's great. It is. Uh, so we have to address women as they want to be addressed. So, But we always have to check because if I say you're doing a woman's job to some of the female doctors, they're offended. What do, you, what do you want me to say? You're doing a man's job? I mean, I'm trying to be. <laughs> you're just, you're just doing a job. Just say, you're, you're doing, doing a job. Doing, you're doing a great job. That's right. Give them a star. Give them a cookie. Send them yeah. on their way. Unbelievable, Ken. The world is unbelievable. People are so sensitive now. And I, one I of the know. doctors was complaining to me about that. One of the female OBGYNs that her kids are just so uh, uh, restricted and, and feel so. Um, uh, sensitive about everything they say and do around their friends and, and in society. But that's the way it is. We go through these phases in societies and uh, we'll get, we'll get through it. Oh, sure. So, absolutely. We'll get to the point where we'll get to the point where we'll put in, you know, um, some crazy constitutional amendments and then we'll have the, uh, the, the uh, crime come up like we did in the thirties with the uh, prohibition. Then it goes yeah. back. It's always swinging back and forth. Yeah, we hope. We hope we may not be alive to see it. Probably not. Yeah. It'll happen. These things go in waves. So at any rate, I didn't really say everything I wanted to say about Medicare last week. So I wanted to take a minute or two to finish up on that. And uh, we were talking specifically about Medigap, which is the uh, coverage that you get in place of uh, the Advantage plan. So if you keep traditional A and B and you want D, you can buy a Medigap secondary insurance plan, and that will cover, uh, depending on the plan you get, it'll cover medications, it can cover eyes and, and hearing and dental, and uh, there's a whole bunch of supplemental plans that you can pick from. I think they're A through H, although not all of them are available if you're just signing up now. However, if you go to the website called uh, medicare.gov and look for Medigap supplemental uh, insurance plans, uh, you should be able to find it there, and there's a really nice uh, uh, search engine there. You put in your age and your your sex, whether or not you're a smoker, and uh, click update, and then you've got a ton of plans. There's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and I think there's a, an H, too. A, oh, close to K now, L. M, K, really? I didn't know that. And Oh, so it goes to N. So now we've got N. from A to N plans, and 
you can look at the at what there's what they offer and what their cost is and what your deductible will be. And of course, there's different levels, and the more you pay, the more you get. Now, the other aspect of this that I didn't really hit on that I wanted to, and I, I just I don't know, we got busy talking about something else, is that if you are looking for a Medigap plan, you might want to consider using an insurance agent. Now, use an insurance agent that's not uh, affiliated with Humana or uh, one of these other HMO Advantage plan programs so that they don't talk you into getting a, uh, an Advantage plan, which is the C, and then you're locked into a closed panel and, and you're much more restricted in what you can and cannot do and can and cannot get. So do that and make sure that it's an independent insurance agent who will go out and research and knows their way around these, what, A to, a to N plans. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's It's, it's a incredibly lot confusing. It's confusing. It's very confusing, and especially if you've never had to do this on your own. If you've been uh, an employee of a company and you've had insurance picked for you uh, by your employer, well, then you don't even know until you go to use it what benefits you do and don't have. That's true. So and we haven't a, even talked about the pharmaceuticals. Yeah, and the pharmaceutical is the Part D, and that does come with most of the Medigap plans. So you you look at that and you you'll see that you get drug coverage with that. So a lot uh, to yeah. consider. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the best thing is if if you if you're really uh, savant and able to uh, look through all of this and and figure it out, then go to the website. That's Medicare.gov, Medigap Supplemental Insurance Plans, and you can get that little uh, page pulled up put in your information and start scrolling down and see what you want. Then when you find the plan that you want, then you can either directly buy it or you can go through an insurance agent. I don't know if you can even directly buy it. Neither do I. I don't know either. Yeah, you might have to go through an insurance agent. That's that's my wife's area. She does all that. You know, they always give you on the TV. It's always a phone number you have to call. What does zip code have to do with it? They're always saying if you live in a zip code, you'll have this. But if you live in another well, zip code right next door, practically, you get something different. Well, it depends on the uh, uh, the the cost of the plans in your area and what they have to pay. So, like, if you're up in Pasco County, it may be cheaper to go to the doctor and go to the hospital up there than it is down here in St. Pete, Tampa area. So it, it just depends, and you also have to remember that the doctors in New York are going to get a little bit more because their cost of living is higher. Mm. So you're going to pay a little bit more. And it, it just, it's scaled depending upon a number of factors, including location, uh, how sick the population is. So like in St. Pete, we have one of the oldest populations per capita in the world. And so we're going to have a much higher Medicare bill here in St. Pete. And by the way, that's why a lot of doctors want to come to St. Pete besides the weather and the beaches and the sports and the theater and all that is because there's such a high Medicare, high number of Medicare patients here that it's, it's fertile ground. I think it's getting saturated in some ways, but uh, a lot of the people that join these advantage plans, they quit them and come to me or some other doctor and say, you know what, I'm, I'm seeing a nurse practitioner and I'm not getting the answers I want. And when I ask for this, I can't go get it. And I, if I want to go out of the, out of the plan, I have to pay extra for a consultant that I want to see. And so there are some 
there are some drawbacks to, and uh, there's also some benefits to an advantage plan, a, a C plan, in that you're going to pay less and get a little bit more. And you also uh, have the the assurance that you're in a, a network already. You don't have to go find a doctor, but you do have to look through the book and decide which one you want to go to that's on the panel. Now, if you're not that sick, Ken, and you need the other benefits, like you were talking about, you need the hearing and the eye and the and the dental. Right. Uh, you may want to consider that. But if you are sick, if you have major health problems, heart disease, lung disease, uh, kidney disease, then you're going to end up paying more if you go in the hospital because these programs, a lot of them cut you off once you hit about seven or eight grand of hospital bills. Mm-hmm. All right, so a lot, a to, lot to think paying, about. Yeah, so then you have to start paying more deductible. Yeah. So it's not an easy situation to wade through. But with help, you can do it, and the government has a nice website, which is very helpful. And, of course, there's insurance agents who get a little a little nickel or dime for helping you sort your way through all of this. So well, take a good look at this and uh, do your best. That's what I was doing most of yesterday again, looking at Medicare stuff. So, so if you look behind me, Ken. What is the, that? That is, uh, that's the cardiac action potential of a heart muscle cell. If you say so, okay. I, I say so. So let me, <laughs> let me quickly explain it. So this is baseline here. Now, what happens is that the sodium channel opens up. The, the, the cell has got a negative charge to it inside, believe it or not. Those little cells, they, they get down to about uh, minus 60 or 70 uh, millivolts or real real small amount. I forget the exact number. And so what happens is when they're stimulated, then they they become positive, and they do that by, by shifting sodium and potassium and calcium back and forth. And so there's different segments of the cardiac uh, uh, depolarization cycle, which then allows the cell to contract, and you get, you get the muscular action. You know what I'm saying? So this is all happening in one beat? This is, this is all happening in a millisecond, a few milliseconds. So... They, they're all doing it together, but they're, since they're at different levels and they're stimulated at different times, you get the, uh, let me get out of the way here and see if I can show you. This is the EKG here. And so the P wave is this little hump here, and that's the electrical discharge of the top two chambers of the heart. And this is the QRS, which is the electrical discharge of the bottom uh, two chambers of the heart. And as you can see, this is a much wider uh, in terms of, of timing, it's much wider than the P wave is. So that's because the ventricles are bigger, and as the as the electrical impulse propagates through the ventricle, it doesn't doesn't hit every cell at the same time. You know what I'm saying? I see. There's a slight time difference. There's a time difference. Now this is just one cell, and this is the uh, the uh, aggregation of all the cells in the ventricles discharging. Then of course, after you have the electrical. The mechanical aspect of it follows. So then the atria squeeze and push blood down to the ventricle. And then here the ventricle squeezes and pushes it out to your body through the aorta. And then this is the repolarization part here. And you can see the plateau. And then it starts to uh, get turn itself negative again, the cells. So that's the repolarization. So it's a repolarization, depolarization. Of course, the electrons don't flow as fast as they do down a copper wire. But they're still going pretty good. They're doing a good clip. You know, you're talking uh, 
milliseconds, hundreds and tenths, hundreds of a, a second or thousands of a second. Rather. They're doing it thousands of times a day, you know. Oh, heartbeats, unbelievably. And a little known fact is that for all mammals, uh, you get an X number of heartbeats and then that's it. So if you don't die of cancer or something else and you live to the full capacity of your heart's uh, chronologic and numerical heartbeats, then that's it, dude. (laughs) No more. It's all she wrote, huh? No more. That's it. And that's why hummingbirds, by the way, hummingbirds have such a short lifespan because they have a heartbeat of four to 500 a minute. Wow. So poor little things. Yeah. They're fun to watch, though. Yes, they are. Now, the reason I'm talking about this today is because one of my patients, he came in. He wasn't happy with the cardiologist he was seeing. Um, he was he had been on Sotolol, which is a drug we use to uh, uh, control and uh, keep people in sinus rhythm when they have atrial fibrillation, pretty commonly used more in Canada than the United States. Uh, and his heart rate was so slow because it has a lot of beta blocker activity. Beta blocker is the uh, the drug class that slows down your heart rate and has a reflex action of dropping your blood pressure. So that's like Enderol, Propranolol, Metoprolol, uh, Carvedilol. There's a, there's several of them. And uh, we do use them for some rate control, uh, but they don't really change your rhythm per se. So they're, they can be synergistic with other drugs. So at any rate, he said, look, doc, I, I can't take this Sotolol. I just feel fatigued all the time. My heart rate's in the 50s. Uh, what can we do? I said, well, we can switch you over to propafenone. Propafenone it had originally been classified with the category one drugs, the old Vaughn Williams categorization, 1C. And um, the the two other drugs in that category had been shown years ago to cause an increase in deaths uh, from rhythm disturbances in patients who had had structural heart disease, like a heart attack. Uh-huh. Uh, so, unfortunately, propafenone got a bad rep, and they even have a black box warning in the uh, in the uh, literature and in in the little flyer you get when you when you pick up your drug, saying that this has a potential for uh, sudden cardiac death. It does not, and I have been arguing this for God two or three decades now. And I've been criticized, and I've even had electrophysiologists in town change my patients off of propafenone and put them on something else because they uh, believed that propafenone had this ability to uh, put you into this horrible heart rhythm. But now, uh, the latest study, and this is from the Journal of the American College of Cardiology in March of this year, the safety of propafenone versus amiodarone, which is a very safe drug in structural heart disease and coronary artery disease and heart failure, it's actually better than amiodarone. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I've been saying this, and they've been criticizing me and saying he doesn't know what he's talking about. You know what? I really do try to do my research before I do something. And if I don't do exactly what the FDA recommends or what the insert in, in the package says, it's not because I'm being uh, iconoclastic or or uh, adverse or you know trying to trying to make a statement or say you know tweak your nose and you're not right. Uh, that's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is I'm looking at the literature. I'm studying the actions of these drugs. I'm talking with doctors who have a lot of knowledge about this 
or physiologist or electrophysiologist. And one of my buddies who is an electrophysiologist, he and I both agree that this has uh, some cardioprotective aspects to it, that the propafenone not only has the uh, some of the category one, but it's also been reclassified into a newer category. We used to only have four categories. Now we're up to, I don't know, six, I think. And it uh, actually has some beta blocker effects. So that we have used after heart attacks, uh, low-dose beta blockers in patients who have had heart attacks and have structural heart disease to keep them from having rhythm disturbances and sudden cardiac death. So I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm not saying I know more than the electrophysiologists who can criticize me, but damn it, I was right. <laughs> you know what I think the problem is, Doc? Here's a problem. Kids, what? these guys don't have any personal experience with the drug. All no, they know is what these, they've read. So these, you these, have been doing it for years. You can see your patients these, not dropping dead. One of these guys has been in practice uh, as long as I have. Really? Yeah, and he's an electrophysiologist. And, I, you know, I think that what happens is you, you, you hit a certain learning level, and then you say, oh, I know enough. And you get comfortable using medications, and you have preconceived notions about other medications, and then research comes along, and you're saying, well, my experience is that I haven't had problems with this drug, uh, and I really haven't had much experience with that drug, so why don't I just stick with this one? Mm. Or I've had good experience with open hernia repairs and not with uh, a closed hernia repair. And there there is a difference. The open repair, you can put in mesh, and you, you get a better closure, Unless you're really adept at the, at the closed, the robotic hernia repair, it's tough. You know, it's really tough. It's just not not as easy as you would think it is. So you guys really got to stay on top of things, don't you? Well, and you, I mean, no, you can't do it all. You, you really can't. That's why we have some specialties, and people say, why do I have to go to everybody different for every little thing? For ear, nose, and throat, I go to one guy. For my heart, another guy. For my family medicine, another guy or gal as the case is nowadays since the women are gradually taking over. <laughs> My God, Ken, the women are taking over. Oh, Lord. you know what? It's okay. Let them have it. That's we'll right. <laughs> they think it's so easy, fine. Yeah. So at any rate, now we're, we're coming back to the Ukraine and, uh, Mike Johnson, our new Speaker of the House, he's all for giving Ukraine more aid while there are a lot of people in the Republican Party who say, why are we giving money to Ukraine? Well, I'll tell you why we're giving money to Ukraine, Ken, because it's a democracy. You say, well, but they're so corrupt. You know what? You, you got to give people time to change, and it's not easy, and we can we can certainly work with them. And we can certainly help them, guide them through this, but they're not going to let us do that if we don't give them aid. You know what I'm saying? First, you got to win the war. Right. And you got to win the people. Right. And when when they win the war and they've done it with a lot of our aid, then they're going to say, oh, you know, the United States are good guys. And then we can go in and help them out. We can go in and teach them how to set up their judiciary so it's not as corrupt. We can teach them how to set up their elections. Well, I don't know about the election system. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not but sure that we're, you're going to find some corrupt in every system somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so. anyway, 
and then there's a uh there's a group of what's it called i can't remember let's see i had it up here i'll get to it later um it's it's a rock group a female rock group in russia and it's uh it's called like pussy protesters or pussy patrol or something like that of course it's meant to have a sexual connotation to it but they're anti-war so they and they hate putin i don't think they're spending most of their time outside of the country i think they do yes yeah Yeah. and uh fascinating there is a there is a resistance to the war in russia not a very vocal one well yeah you go to jail that's right you don't show up on the streets carrying signs no, and if you want to stay out of out of the gulags, and they certainly still have uh, prisons out in Siberia because there's not a whole lot else out there. I guess if you go to northern Siberia, you can get in the oil business and and uh, ship uh, load up oil from their pipelines and from their drilling. But that's not a big. I mean, that it's a big industry monetarily, but not a big industry in terms of the number of people that are employed. You know what I'm saying? It's well, sure, like in Siberia. Who wants to go there? Well, I mean, it's in every country, but it's not like healthcare where you have five people to, uh, to take care of, or three people to take care of one patient. Mm. Yeah, it's it's uh, just not, it's not a it's not a real labor intensive industry because it's so automated. Hey, what do you think of the um, the, the uh, train tunnel incident in Russia? You know, I didn't hear about that. Give me a give me a thumbnail. Apparently, the Ukrainian secret service guys made their way somehow or knew somebody over there where there's a train tunnel that serves China-Russia trade and mostly arms. A lot of their arms are coming over that trail, that railway. And they blew up the tunnel yeah. with, a, with a train in it. They think the Yahoo. bomb was on the train. They think that the bomb may have been on the train time to uh, hit when they went through this long tunnel under a mountain. And they just destroyed it. Do you think they had a little help from us? Oh, you know, <laughs> I don't know anything about that, Doc. I, I deny all knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was pretty cool. It's like three thousand miles away from Ukraine. Good for the good for the Ukrainians. Yeah, nicely you done, go, gentlemen. Boys, you go, yeah, uh, and and we should be assisting them in every way that we possibly can. This this is an existential event for the near-term future of Europe because the Russians want to take Europe. They've always wanted Europe. And, of course, the Germans have always wanted Europe. And uh, French wanted Europe once. Yeah, and then, then they they discovered wine and <laughs> pretty much ended that. <laughs> they make great pastries, so that's that's all that counts. Oh, and, and good food and uh, really nice people, but just... They're just uh, a little, um, I don't know, emotionally a little taut, you know. But they're, once you get to talk to them and know them, they're nice people. They interact with you. Well, I, I we were in France once, and I had a Frenchman step on my foot purposely. He he went out of his way to step on my foot because he heard me speaking English, I think. Well, you got big feet, too. so He was also dressed like a clown, so I'm I'm thinking he maybe was not all there. <laughs> he may not have been that's right and i didn't feel back. like i didn't feel like going to jail and rowan on a thursday night so no but the, the, there was a guy at the eiffel tower yesterday i think he killed one person and injured two or three more he had a knife and a hammer psychiatric problems and uh 
he was protesting the killing of Muslims in Afghanistan and in Palestine. Mm. But he had been in jail before uh, for uh, terrorist activities and I don't know whatever whatever those were at that time, but uh, had some psychiatric problems. And uh, I guess he just glommed on to this latest uh, uh, protest uh, against the Israelis, but uh, not a good, not a good look for the Eiffel Tower. No, not at all. <laughs> that, no. That's not going to bring any tourists over. No, 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 no. And it is, a, it is a, a lightning rod. It is a magnet. I mean, you go there and and you want to see the Eiffel Tower during the day and and ordinary tourist season. You're going to stand in line for two or three hours. We went and looked, and we said no. We've been high up. We've been to the top of towers before. But it was cute, fun to see. Well, he actually stood in the line and went up. It did take a long time. I remember that. The the elevators are not very big. That's the problem. They only got like two of them. Yeah, it takes a long time to get up. But you did it, so you had fun. Yeah, then I let's go. I've seen it, yeah. And then the Israelis, I saw a a snippet uh, on the news yesterday where the Israeli army had, had... Opened a, or found a cache of weapons, rockets, uh, uh, mortars, uh, guns underneath a mosque or a school or a church, whatever. And the newsman said this has not been independently verified, but this is what the Israelis are reporting. So again, we have our Islamic friends doing things that are not nice, mm-hmm. and they're not, they're just not. <laughs> you know? And by the way, Sweden is having a problem. Sweden. Sweden. Sweden now, because Sweden now has 10% Muslim population because they opened their arms. And one of the kids that I was talking to when we were in Stockholm said, oh, we welcome everybody. I said, you better watch out what you wish for there, guy. And uh, there's one town that's right across from Copenhagen, Denmark, across the straits there. You can, you can take the bridge. and There's a bridge and a tunnel to get you over there. And the police have pulled out of the city, of those parts of the city that are all Muslim because they're getting attacked so much. And the Muslim population basically has its own uh, its own set of rules, and it's run by different gangs, and they're getting in fights with each other. And now Sweden is the number two country in uh, Europe, in, in non-Soviet or non-Russian Europe, uh, in terms of the number of deaths by guns. So the number one is Albania, which is about five or six times everybody else. And guess what Albania is? Mostly Muslim, I imagine. Yeah, you got it, buddy boy. And then following Sweden is Bosnia and Herzegovina, which, guess what? They are predominantly Muslim. What can I say, Ken? This is not. I'm seeing re- a pattern, Doc. There's, this is not the religion of peace. <laughs> no. I, don't know. I think it's a religion of pieces, maybe, and they're going to chop you into pieces, but. Uh, <laughs> so Sweden's got a big, big problem there in, in terms of. They've probably been able to contain it to the you know one or two or three areas, but still, uh, this is not a good look for Sweden. This is not a good look. This is not a good look for for the Scandinavian countries because uh, people tend to clump Norway, Sweden, and Finland and Denmark all together into one one you know kind of ethnic group, which is not necessarily true. Maybe Denmark and Sweden and Norway are ethnically close, but. Finland's uh, got a, a mixture of uh, Laps, which were the uh, the 
nomadic Indian type people that had the reindeer and all that. And so they've got some of that blood in them. And they, so they've got a little more Oriental, or if you want to say Oriental or Asian blood, whatever is politically correct today. Usually just uh, described as a Scandinavian, Scandinavian countries. They just lump them all together. Yeah. And, uh, and Norway doesn't have that problem. And I don't think Denmark has much of a problem either. When we were there, we didn't see many Muslims. A few, but not many. And guess what else? Germany's starting to pick up now. They've got a lot of Muslims that they've let into the country, but they're a much bigger country and uh, probably have dispersed the population more widely. You know, the Germans... Doesn't make, are, them any, doesn't make them any safer. Well, no, but it's still, it probably cuts down on the violent crime and uh, they're pretty low on the on the totem pole. But I also would guess that it's harder to get a gun into Germany. I don't know. Well, I know, know what it's not hard to do. Give away a mug. Give away a mug. Exactly. Let's give away a mug, guy. <laughs> In fact, Let's we're going to give away it. two mugs. Let's give two. Two. Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs up for grabs right now. Phone number to call, 877-969-8600. The first caller with the correct answer to this question will win. Our question always deals with something in the first half of the show. And uh, today we're going to be, we were talking about Medicare when we came on. So tell me the website you need to go to to get everything you need to know about Medicare. Give them that number, Ken. 877-969-8600. And uh, first one with the correct answer wins. And by the way, you can always come see me. If you don't win a mug, we'll give you a couple of them free when you join the practice at 727-384-6411. I'm Dr. Bill. Got Ken with me. We'll be right back. The latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Venezuelans are heading to the polls today to try and decide the future of a large swath of neighboring Guyana. The vote is their government's latest attempt to claim ownership of a territory it says was stolen when a north-south border was drawn more than a century ago. Guyana has characterized the referendum as a step toward annexation, Venezuelan voters will be asked five questions, including whether they support the establishment of a state in the disputed territory known as Esquibo. The president of the Philippines blaming what he calls foreign terrorists for a bomb blast that killed four people, wounded dozens of other Catholic worshipers in the south, and sparked a security alarm yesterday, including in the capital of Manila, where state forces were put on alert. A suspected bomb, which police say was made from a mortar round, went off in the late hours of last night. This is SRN News. AM860, The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com. 93.7 FM. W229DJ Dunedin. By downloading the Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical. Located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of cancer.
Dan Care, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour, only on AM860, The Answer. Hey, dense fog advisor is in effect till 9 a.m. this morning. Mostly cloudy and humid today, high 81. Cloudy tonight, low 71. And mostly cloudy tomorrow, high on Monday, 78. Less humid Tuesday, cloudy in the morning, then sun through high clouds with a high 71. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Holly Holdren for AM860, The Answer. And we're back. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio ID. We're back for the second half of a, what I think is a really good show so far. I'm enjoying it. I don't know about you, Ken. Oh, yeah. It's very informative. So uh, We didn't get a winner, though. Why not? They didn't have the right answers. Dang people. That All right, I'm going to repeat it once more. Pay attention, damn it. <laughs> the question was, what website should you go to if you want to know more about Medicare? And the answer is? Medicare.gov, uh, Medigap, uh, supplemental insurance plans. So if you go to Medicare.gov. And, you'll find and it, yeah. You'll find it, Medigap, Medi, M-E-D-I-G-A-P. And there's a search engine there. You can come up with all kinds of plans. So Yeah, there's a search engine there. And uh, I think that. Just lost you there, Doc. I'm back now. There you are. Okay. I don't know. I must have bumped something, but uh, we are with WellMed, and I'm pretty sure it's WellMed, but you can call the office at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411 if you want to uh, get the Advantage plan and, and see us in the office. And of course, you'll have uh, some restrictions that other people don't, but uh, you'll still get good care, and we won't let you die if if, uh, if you don't pay your bill. Well. What I like about Doc, he's a one-stop shop. Tell me everything you're certified in. Oh, my God. We got cardiology, internal medicine. We do 
minor surgery. We take off skin cancers. We sew up wounds. We got a Canadians walking in with heart attacks, strokes. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, rhythm disturbances, uh, geriatric problems. You do it all. Geriatric problems and uh, that geriatric sexual problems are the worst. They're they're hard to cure. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's why we sell Viagra. <laughs> we do. The wife's got the the fifty milligram Viagra, and she gives a pretty good deal on it. And you might be able to get it cheaper on on the TV ad, but um, for convenience sake, you can get it from us, and you know it's reliable. I use it for. Uh, my breathing, and uh, we also use low-dose Viagra for pulmonary hypertension. I didn't know it had other uses. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 20-milligram sildenafil is sildenafil is the generic name for Viagra. We use that for um, high blood pressure in the lung fields, and uh, we also use it to help people, old guys like me, pee because it relaxes the sphincter and uh, the urethra around the prostate gland. And so uh, the insurance companies would rather have you use a Cialis, but uh, if you're on it for pulmonary hypertension, then you get that added benefit. Okay. I didn't know any of that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that's why you want this guy as your doctor, so make sure he's in your plan if you're changing plans. And we've got ultrasound. We've got an X-ray machine. Um, So if you want a little radiation, you can come in and lay down. (laughs) We'll be happy. (laughs) <laughs> on a cold summer, on a cold winter morning, nothing like a little rage. On a cold winter morning, we'll, we'll cook you, baby. We'll cook you. And, uh, I mean, we've got a little bit of everything. It's unbelievable. So we can check your heart with the ultrasound, your carotid, your neck arteries, your leg arteries, your abdominal aorta. I mean, we can do a lot of different things. We're, we're really very talented. <laughs> That's why I go to you. Like I said, you're a one-stop shop for somebody my age. <laughs> You're not that old, are you? How old are you? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Medicare, I'm going to be 65 on January 3rd. Oh, my God. You're going to have to sign up soon, dude. I'm sorry. What was that? You were drinking a cup of coffee there. What would you say? You got to sign up. I know. I did already. I'm waiting for my card. Oh, okay. Remember now, folks, Medicare, you've got a seven-month window, the three months before your month of birth and the three months after. If you don't sign up within that time period, then you're going to get dinged. I think it's a 10%. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lifetime, too. It's lifetime. It's lifetime. And I said last week that the uh, the enrollment period uh, ends on December 4th. It ends on December 7th. So you've got a few more days to get out there and uh, get your plan before the open enrollment period closes. Uh, if you want to switch plans or you want to select a new one, that's what you got to do. There is one caveat there. If you were still working and you had on your company plan, you don't get dinged. You don't get dinged. Until That's you quit right. that plan. Yeah. So now, I'll make just, that clear. I just wanted to tell you real quickly about the uh, uh, Royal Caribbean's uh, Icon of the Sea ship that's coming out now. It's going to be the largest uh, cruise ship uh, ever built. And, I mean, it just dwarfs the Titanic. It's like five Titanics will fit inside this thing. <laughs> How many decks is it? Do you know? I think it's 14 decks and 15 decks, and they've got um, they've got seven pools, six water slides, and dozens of restaurants. That's the big thing on cruise now is all these little restaurants, yeah. It, it's it's just unbelievable. And, uh, I mean, you can get lost uh, in those places. We went on one of their uh, large ships and they had a park, an actual little a little central park that was outdoors. 
Like an like Oasis of the Seas or something like that has it. Yeah. 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 Oasis. It's like a little seas. garden area, like a big garden yeah. area. Yeah. Big garden area, and it's open uh, to the to the sky, and then they had restaurants on uh, on either side of the park, so it was pretty interesting. I think they found they lost too much money with those. Did they? Too many cabins got eaten up by the by the open space. So they didn't like that, huh? Yeah. So they weren't. Those boats weren't uh, making a lot of money. And did you hear this, that uh, Iranian, Iranians, uh, Iranian-linked cyber attacks uh, have threatened equipment used in U.S. water systems and factories? Did you hear about no, that? No, I haven't heard this. Yeah, so they've hacked into several... Uh, they're hacking water. our water? They're hacking our water. And it's a screen that pops up and says, you've been hacked. <laughs> Does it stop <laughs> the plant in any way? Well, and what they say is every piece of equipment that's made in Israel uh, that is being used is going to be targeted. So the Israelis, you know, they make a lot of different equipment for everything all all over the world, from MRI machines to computers to guns to uh, uh, water uh, to software. You know, for a little country, they're they're pretty pretty <laughs> inventive people. Unbelievable. And so the, they're they're hacking these um, the pieces of equipment that they've made, mm-hmm. and so if you bought one and you have one in your business, you could be in some trouble. Yeah, because the, I'm sure the Iranians they have uh, they have spies in Israel, just like the Israelis have spies in Iran, mm-hmm. and uh, they also break into each other's computers and computer programs. And uh, see, that's the trouble. You teach the Iranians these things, and they're smart people. You know, then they'll use it against you because they want to control the world, too. Yeah, but that's never going to happen. So I don't know why they keep forcing themselves to believe it. Not in our lifetime. So I I just saw little snippets of the DeSantis uh, Newsom debate. Uh, I really was not. I was even if you think Newsom's ideas are good. He was not very impressive on the stage. I mean, he didn't really look uh, presidential. He he kind of looked a little, uh, I don't know, a, a little shell shocked to me. What did you think? Did you see it? I you know, I did not. I was uh, I fell asleep early that night. I get up very early in the morning. So he, he was saying crazy things like uh, California has a lower tax tax <laughs> rate than Florida. Dude, we don't even have a state income tax. What are you talking about? We don't have a death tax. I'm sorry. I missed it. Sounded like there was some high-class comedy there. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I was really surprised at some of the things that he said. And I thought DeSantis looked pretty good on stage if he only had a little bit more personality. I mean, he he really needs to get some help uh, from professional uh, acting coaches to – to get him to pro- project a personality that is lovable and likable. You know, he reminds you know, me a bit like, like Carter in that way. Carter was very awkward in front of the camera. Very smart man, apparently, and had a lot of ideas that apparently a lot of people thought. But when you put him in front of a camera, he kind of froze up. He wasn't natural. Well, I, I'm, now that you got me on to Carter, let me tell you this. He let a, I don't know if he did it or his campaign people or somebody that he, let it out that he was a nuclear physicist and he was not. He was a nuclear engineer. Big difference. 
Oh, yeah, nuclear, huge. <laughs> huge. Nuclear physicists uh, are involved in a lot of mathematics and uh, and uh, subatomic sciences and, and those sorts of things, whereas a nuclear engineer, they design the containment buildings and houses uh, for nuclear plants that produce electricity. So what Carter ended up doing, and I don't know how much he actually did with uh, uh, with the nuclear subprogram, but uh, apparently Hyman Rickover uh, brought him into the into that branch of the service when he was in the Navy, and uh, so basically he uh, he probably did uh, paperwork, but I don't think he actually did any of the real. I, but I don't know for sure. But what they did is they designed the containment housing for the nuclear submarine reactors. And uh, big difference, big difference. From being a physicist, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Physicists make the bombs. They make the bombs. They design the bombs, yeah. They design the bombs. So at any rate. But he's just uncomfortable, DeSantis, and you can see it. He just does not feel comfortable in front of the camera. He's no Ronald Reagan, as they say. No, he's not a great communicator. He's a great mind, and he's a great administrator, but uh, he's not a great communicator. So. In, he went to Yale, went to Harvard. I mean, the guy's obviously very smart, but he just oh. he just can't go through the camera lens for some reason. Now, this is what I don't understand. Everybody's ballyhooing uh, up uh, Nikki Haley because she's coming up in the polls, but I can't find the poll numbers. Have you seen it? No, I have not. Yeah, it's a good point. I've been looking for that as well. Um, and uh, now the, the Republican National Committee is talking about, as we heard on the news, uh, will Trump be able to run on the Republican ticket or be in the primary if he has a conviction for a felony? Well, what if it's under appeal? Um, the, the, there's a lot of questions to go around. And if they do exclude him, will he do a third party candidacy? Oh, wouldn't that be fun? I think he could still win it. <laughs> Good, very well. Yeah. He could. He could very well. It'd be tough it. because everybody has to hear about it. Nobody to do, but it could be done. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, third parties generally don't win. That's always a tough row to hoe. I think the probably the last time a third party candidate won, from what I can remember, is back when the Whigs were um, in power, or not in power, but in in action back in the 1840s and 50s. I think they got a president, and I forget which one was a Whig. But uh, so it's not an easy task. It's not an easy task. Well, if anybody could do it, I think Trump could do it. Yeah, he could do it. He can oh, convince that, his people to do that and just have to educate them on how to do it. That group that we were talking about, the musical group, is their name is Pussy Riot. Ah, okay. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> right. I'm glad we came back to that. <laughs> yeah, well, we had to get that out of the way. So... Uh, the gang violence uh, with the Muslims is is spreading throughout Europe, and we're seeing more and more uh, anti-Semitic activity, largely promulgated by and and fed by and pumped up by uh, Muslim groups, including one of our own congresswomen. Right? Yeah. Uh, how do we counteract this, Ken? I mean. Do we just keep talking and 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 showing that our morals and values are different and better? Or yeah, lead by example. I guess that's the only thing you can really do. Yeah, I really don't know, and I, I think that uh, a lot of the excuses that Islam allows people to have, which is that it's God's will, uh, are not 
not necessarily what we believe in the West because we believe in free will, and that predates uh, any uh, uh, Judaism or Christianity. I mean, that goes back ten thousand years. In early, uh, maybe the early Bronze Age, it was formalized by the Greeks. Uh, but uh, I think there's there's a definite huge difference between the fundamentals of Islam and the fundamentals of Western philosophy and, and theology, and ours being mainly what. Christianity and Judaism and their offshoots. But uh, do we have free will? I mean, that I think that's a legitimate question because there are people who will say, well, you're limited in your choices, so is that really free will? Well, at least you have a choice. <laughs> Here you go, yeah. And if you make a mistake, you can't say, well, it was God's will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take responsibility. Well, you used to. I don't know about lately. <laughs> Well, you we have, have to, more freedom here than anywhere else. So, and, and part of that is because we believe in free will. We believe in the in the right of the individual to make decisions for themselves, whether they want to be a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim or whatever. And if they want to go to uh, uh, engineering school or mechanic school or be a doctor or be a secretary or whatever, you have those choices. Now, you you may be limited by your uh, inherited IQ and your other physical assets that you have. I mean, it'd be tough for me to play pro ball. Uh, <laughs> me too. Yeah, 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 those know, days I mean, are over for me as well, yeah. Even if I were younger, I couldn't do it because I, I wasn't fast enough, I wasn't big enough, got a touch of asthma. What are you going to do? you got to change your whole genetics. Sure, I wanted to be an Air Force pilot. That's what I really wanted to do, but I couldn't hear out of one ear, so there's no way I was going to be a fighter pilot. No, they won't let you in. No, no way. They said I could no be a mechanic. I don't want to be a mechanic. I want to be a fighter pilot. Yeah. I want to well, be Tom I mean, Cruise. The, the, these are the realities of the situation here. So I went the radio. You just got to, you know, but there's so many choices here. You'll find something else. Yep. It's not like the old uh, Soviet days when you are going to be a farmer, you are going to be a janitor, and so on and so forth. Well, you know, the the other thing of it is, is that, uh, and, and I think this is a, a good point to make, is that even in the Oriental Asian cultures, whatever you want to call them, uh, like in Korea and China, you are pretty much pigeonholed into a certain type of job based upon how you score in school. Did you know that? That I didn't know either. So you're graded throughout life. You're and you you start taking tests when you're a little kid, and you start getting pigeonholed as you hit junior high and high school, and uh, there's there's just a, a a real structured way that they deal with education. So my wife could have gone to medical school or law school, uh, but at that time she didn't think that was an option for her, and so she went to nursing school. Uh, her nephew, he he couldn't have gotten into medical school or law school because. He just didn't have the test scores. And so they said, so he said, well, what are my options? They said, you can become a geologist. <laughs> and so <laughs> that was that was his choice. And he went in and I said, what are you going to do with it? He said, I'll probably be a surveyor. Hmm. And he wasn't happy about it. But uh, like I told him, I said, look, dude, it's just a way to it's a way to eat and pay for your rent. And then you can do what you want on, on the off hours. Yeah. And there was a kid on the train when we were on the bullet train going out to the national park in China, and he was upset and he was about in tears because he had to work um, 
two provinces away from his family and he didn't have a choice. Government said, you got to go there or the school said, you got to go there. That's it. And he had been pigeonholed into the, into the training that he was in based upon his, uh, his scores. So it, it's in the United States, it's a, it's a lot easier if you make mistakes as a young person to come back and make it up later in life. You can, you can redo your life, which is a big deal. Sure. Talk to my high school teachers. They'll tell you I wasn't going to amount to anything. Yeah. And you can, you can always come back and redo things. And, uh, you know, you cannot go back into college once you're out in, in South Korea, you know, maybe it's changing, but when we were there last, if you got your degree in nursing, that's it. You were a nurse. Okay. Now you might be able to go back and take a master's in nursing if they have that now. I don't know if they had that. I don't think they had that when my wife was coming through. But uh, if you want to go and be a doctor, no way. You can't. Whereas there are a lot of nurses in the United States who have become doctors. Well, that's the problem with the communist systems um, and all authoritarian systems. They stifle creativity. And they they don't see the uh, innovation that comes with that. Whereas here, we promote it. Yeah, and we have to, and we have to keep doing it, and we have to take away all the barriers that the Democrats are throwing down uh, to try to uh, uh, micromanage our lives and in, implement a, a socio-fascist state uh, because it ruins uh, the the creativity and productivity of, of the people, and that's what makes us great. It always has. That's right. It always, and it's any any society. And even in Rome, the Romans, one of the reasons they were great is even if you were a slave and you did something good, you got your freedom. Did the you in, know that? The Internet is half, pre, uh, half, you know, creativity. Oh, yeah. That's all it is. It's just creativity pretty much. And uh, we do better. We do that better than anybody else in the world. Uh, and, and, I mean, we have we have the best microchips in the world. Uh, we have some of the best automobiles in the world, especially with uh, with Elon here. I mean, the electric industry in the United States is really heads and shoulders above everybody else in the world. And the Chinese, they're they're coming along with a lot of of electric cars, but I don't think that they're at the level of the Teslas. No, probably not. No. Not uh, in performance or amenities, I would think, or distance. I think they're probably meant to be uh, souped up golf carts for riding around town doc you got two minutes left we got two minutes where did the time go i don't know it's another fascinating show it was fun too i enjoyed it i didn't know how it was going to turn out i didn't i didn't prepare until four this morning i got up and started preparing so maybe i should do that every day (laughs) just wing it yeah we'll just just wing it it. (laughs) (laughs) so at any rate it's been a great show and i've had fun talking about the different uh anti-rhythmics and the takeaway lesson there is propafenone is safe in coronary artery disease and structural heart disease. And we've got a lot of other ones that we use, like amiodarone, which has uh, gotten some bad reps. But if you get on that, and what I do with my patients on amiodarone is I, I decrease the dosage because it has such a long half-life. But we don't want to use it in people with lung disease. However, I've been on it now for several years, and um, I've got a touch of asthma, and it hadn't really affected me. So we are at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. We're in St. Petersburg, Florida. 
6399 38th Avenue North. We're just west of, or just east of 66th Street North. And uh, you can also see me in a telemedicine visit, which the government's still paying for, believe it or not. No kidding. You got 45 seconds, by the way, so no hurry. So we got 45 seconds. So again, on the amiodarone, uh, it's a really great drug, and it's uh, used widely, especially in people who have depressed uh, heart squeeze or ejection fractions, and I just love that drug. Uh, but you do have to be careful if you have pulmonary fibrosis or interstitial lung disease or some other lung problem, you know, like uh, asbestosis or something like that. All right, Doc, we got about 15 seconds here, just enough time to say pretty much goodbye. All right, I'll say pretty much goodbye. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Good, good being with you today, buddy. Love everybody. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.